Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nino Lion Media presents Wardrobe Boss. Hey, welcome to the Wardrobe Boss podcast, and thank you for joining the conversation. I'm Eliza Perilla, your host, and I am the Wardrobe Boss. I'm here to chat about personal style, successful mindsets, and living your best life through a powerful wardrobe. (laughs) Uh, As a personal style coach and home organizer, part of my mission is to help people live as the best versions of themselves. And sometimes the best way to accomplish that is through community encouragement. So therefore, I encourage you to join the movement through social media by inviting friends, commenting, and subscribing to the Wardrobe Boss podcast. This past year, more than ever, we've been hearing over and over again the word sustainable, and we keep hearing about a call to action from the fashion industry. Well, this word really does apply to all of us, and today we're here to talk about just that. My guest, and please forgive me if I mispronounce the correct pronunciation of your name, but my guest today is Charlene Zero. She's from France. She's a sustainable wardrobe stylist, and she is changing lives every day through her method of styling. And we're here to talk about it. So Charlene, welcome. And thank you for taking the time to be with us today on the Wardrobe Boss podcast. Thank you, Eliza, for having me. That's a pleasure. So Charlene, you're a slow fashion advocate. Can you tell my audience what that means? Sure. So for the one who don't know yet, um, fashion is actually the second most polluting industry in the world after the fuel and the agriculture industry. So as personal stylists, we do use clothing and the power of clothing every single day to make our clients feel and look good, right? So three years ago, after working for a few months at Anthropology in New York City as a personal stylist, I had my first haha moment with sustainable fashion and I realized realized how bad um, clothing consumption could be for the planet, for the people and also for our wallet because when you buy something that is poorly made um, you're going to wear it a couple of times, you're going to wash it a couple of times and um, you know, it might end uh, it might be like war- look worn out or anything like that. So you won't be wearing again and you will buy a new one. So anyway, at this point in my career, I had two options. The option number one was keep delivering personal styling experiences that were including um, fast fashion brands and poorly made clothing. Or the option number two was to use my voice as a style expert and use my um, and create new personal styling experiences to promote and create awareness around sustainable fashion. So focusing on sustainable fashion, of course, was an obvious choice because sustainability is part of our lifestyle as a family. And also as a French woman who was born and raised in France, you know, I always had a minimalist wardrobe filled with good quality pieces. So yes, like the two combined was like, yeah, pushed me to create this 
new approach to sustainable fashion. And today as a wardrobe stylist, I use my expertise to teach my client the importance of wearing what they already have, but also how to shop in less and shop better, why it is important to um, focus on sustainable fabric rather than synthetic fabric. And of course, I offer them um, some sustainable alternatives to fast fashion. So, you know, what's interesting is that that I was thinking, since you come from France, that's exactly what I was thinking. You are used to um, a minimalist wardrobe. And really, I mean, some of the best clothing are made in France. So was it a culture shock when you came here and you saw, I mean, not that you don't see it over there, you see the consumption, but you come here, you're working in New York and you're like, okay, I'm here, I'm in New York. Was it a culture shock to you to see this overconsumption of clothing? So at first it was not a shock. It was an excitement. You know, when I first moved from Paris to Atlanta, because I lived seven years in Atlanta, I remember how excited I was every time I was seeing a TJ Maxx or a Nordstrom Rack. I was like, oh gosh. Or going, I remember going to Urban Outfitter, just running straight to the sales section. Everything was 50% off. Um, yeah, it was exciting. And I remember, you know, going there and looking at the discount. I really liked back then Vince, the brand. So every time I was yes. going to TJ Maxx, I was looking for the runway section, you know. Um, and I was, yeah, I was just buying. I think my personal style was not driven by my personal taste anymore. It was driven by the discounts. And mm-hmm. I was accumulate, accumulating pieces uh, that were good deal, but at the end of the day, nothing was really mixing and matching together. So I think at some point I lost my sense of style for sure. That is a great point because we're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. And I know that I don't know, you know, to me, I always say there's a difference between a deal and a score. You can get a sale, you can get anything on sale. But does that mean it's a score? It does not mean it's a score. If I go on Vestiaire and I get a Christian Dior jacket that's a $2,600 for $300 and it's in great condition, that's a score. That's when I can be happy that I have something. And, you know, I'm sure that you do this too. But one thing I do with my clients is that some people are so quick to throw away all the good theory and the good Vince and the good Isabel Morant and the, and I'm like, no, 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 no. They're like, well, this is old. This is 10. I've had this for 10 years. I've had this for 16 years. And I'm like, you know, they don't realize that if you want to go buy that again, chances are you're not going to get that same quality because investors aren't putting in that kind of money in clothing and right. There's so many reasons, but sometimes the best stuff you can get is the stuff that's already in your closet. And then um, I sometimes coach people and say, listen, if you need something new, let's go to a real real, or let's go somewhere where you can get the same quality of when you were buying this, because it almost is extinct nowadays. Am I correct? Yeah. Yes, you are. You are correct. And, you know, a few months ago, I think at the beginning of the summer, I bought this high-waisted linen short in a vintage store, beautiful one. And then I checked the brand. It was from Express. And I was like, 
really express. I never shop there because, you know, it's really part of the fast fashion brand. And I think clothing are poorly made. But it was a short from the 70s. And the quality was, I mean, you have no idea how good it is. Like the stitching, the button, everything is just very well made. Uh, the same with Gap, like the pieces of clothing from Gap in the 80s. Oh, it's there is nothing to compare with what it's still making today. So, yeah, I think, you know, time will also... Con- will, Time will also make a piece of clothing special, you know? And if it's in good quality and it matches your body and your lifestyle and the color looks good on you, you should definitely keep it. Just don't get rid of it because it's been there for 10 years. Just try to give it a new life and try to mix it with some more trendy pieces, you know? But it's money. It's money and it's special. I had, um, this past summer, I went to someone's closet and she had, this is very interesting. She had clothes from many, many years when she was in the corporate world and she used to spend a lot more money on clothing and she hadn't been able to wear them for over 10 years because she gained a certain amount of weight. So now she's on this program. She lost all this weight. She has a beautiful figure and, you know, I get in her closet and I'm like, you have gold here. You have gold here. And when we went through, I mean, we were, we spent two days and we created, I don't know, like 80 something outfits, but she was amazed at what she had because she didn't know what she had. And then we had to go shopping to just to buy a few things to complete the collection. And she realized very quickly, oh my God, you're right. This quality is not the same as this quality. And so I think people really need to be careful when you're going to throw stuff away. I don't know if this happens to you, but to me, most of the time I get to someone's closet, they're like, here are the things I want to throw away. And I look through them and I'm like, no, these are the things you should not be throwing away. Um, These are the things that are, and they turn out to be the most valuable pieces in those closets. I kid you not. Does this happen to you as well? Yes, and more particularly with the pandemic, you know, um, I have a lot of clients who used to travel, who used to go to the office, to they used to go to conferences. Now they are at home, working from home. So one of the questions I often have is, oh, what should I do with my suits? What should I do with my work dresses? Um, and I still don't have the answers. So my, like the answer I gave them, it's like, you should definitely keep some of them. Again, the one that you love, the one that really flatters you, the one that make you feel good, amazing, and confident, keep them. The one that make you feel so-so or the one that will be tight um, or that make you uncomfortable, yes, get rid of them either way, donate or sell. But the one that's been your favorite for a little while when you used to, you know, work and travel, keep them, keep them on. Because you never know, you know, you might have a formal event or you might travel again. So those are gold, you know. Um, So, yeah, this is the answer I've been giving them so far. And I'm sure it happened to you, too. Yes, um, I have a there's an organization that I work with here and they're a very special organization because they take women 
who are kind of living on the poverty level and they um, put them in a program for a year. And when they graduate after a year, they start out making between 40 and $50,000, which for them, it's a lot of money. And so this place gets donation from personal donations or like Kate Spade or J. Crew, a bunch of people donate. And then there's this room that is humongous. And we set up like a store in the room and the women have to come in by appointment. They're allowed to pick whatever it is. It's say 10, 12 pieces. And they work with us stylists. We volunteer our time. And then we tell them, okay, take this, this, this. And we give them like a whole little collection to take with them. So while they're interviewing. And what's amazing about that is that someone else's trash is someone else's treasure, truly. And if you're going to go into an interview, you've got to go with confidence. Because the first thing that they're going to notice is, you're not confident or the clothes fit you too tight or, you know, the, these colors look drab on you. And so um, I love doing that. And I always, when a client has things to give away, I'm always thinking, who can I match up these clothes with or where can I bring them? So it's someone else's treasure. Is it Dress for Success, the organization? No, it's called, it's called the Grace Institute. And they are a wonderful institute. So find out if they, I'm sure, you know, LA, they have to have these places besides the dress for success. Yeah, I will definitely check it out. The grace of Yeah. Let's talk about how do you approach a client with, you know, talking about, I'm here to help you, but I want to do this in a sustainable way. Because some people are like, I, I don't care. I just want to. So how do you approach that? So I think when it comes to a personal service or personal styling service, before reaching out, people will definitely check out either way, our Instagram or our website, right? Um, and on those two platforms, um, my mission statement is pretty clear. I do offer mm -hmm. the classic personal styling services like um, Closet Edit, um, outfit styling, photoshoot styling, personal shopping. But I do focus on a more conscious approach to fashion consumption and styling. So I think there is no surprise for them. However, I already had clients during my 30 minutes um, complimentary consultation that were yes. not really interested in sustainable fashion or they didn't really know about sustainable fashion. What they wanted is just working with me because I was French and they love my effortless chic and casual chic <laughs> style, which, I mean, it, it makes me feel very good. I am very happy about that. So when this happens, I will ask them what kind of brands they've been wearing, what kind of brand they support. And whenever I get... Um, Zara, H&M, J.Crew, Anthropology as an answer, I will definitely let them know that they are not the brands I will include in the personal shopping experience. However, I will be happy to um, suggest any sustainable fashion alternative that match their expectation, expectation and their style. Because, you know, sustainable fashion, very often people will think, oh, I'm going to have to do a minimalist wardrobe full of neutrals, which is not, you know, you can have even a capsule wardrobe built with 20 to 50 items of clothing. 
and still have some prints and colors. As long as everything, almost everything matches together, you're good to go and you can start your sustainable fashion journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I like that you let them know I'm committed to this and these are the brands I don't support because I think that's the reason that they hire you and they should know, um, you know, they should follow your level of integrity if they want to work with you. I think that's wonderful. Um, you know, the Financial Times claims that there is no such thing as sustainable fashion. And they said that Gucci, which has one of the most advanced environmental policies in the luxury sector, has struggled to reduce its footprint because its brands are growing so quickly. And that makes perfect sense with Gucci, right? So do you think there's a way around this? And what is it? So I do not know specifically about this article from the Financial Times and um, mm -hmm. about Gucci, but what I do know is that there is a real overproduction problem in the fashion industry. And as a matter of fact, I think there are around 100 billion garments produced every year when we are only 7.8 billion people living on this planet. So the overproduction problem is, um, it, I mean, it's happening. Um, fashion brands are producing more than can be consumed or sold. And what ends up happening is that they will burn or destroy the unsold stock. Um, we mm -hmm. heard about, you know, Burberry and Louis Vuitton, for example, and it's both the cheaper brand as well as the luxury brand. And especially since the luxury, they have this high-end luxury image to preserve, right? So I think right. one way for sustainable, um, for fashion brands to become more sustainable is definitely to produce less items and maybe find some new strategic and circular approach to generate your revenues. Yeah, I agree with that uh, a thousand percent. Um, and, you know, two brands that stick out to me more than any other. One is Gucci because Gucci is so trendy, right, that they've got to. It's almost like they're Zara now. It's almost like they're this machine that they have to keep pushing, 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 pushing. When, you know, I remember 20 years ago, Gucci was not like that. Um, and I think, you know, listen, uh, social media hasn't helped with this because it makes everything even more fast, 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 instant, 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 everything. Right. But it would be nice to get back to that time where we've making four pieces of this and the four people who are the first people to buy it, get it. That's it. It stops. It kind of makes you feel better about what you have. And the truth is we don't need so much stuff and it's very hard to go backwards once because we're here. Right. So how do we go backwards? And I think that's why it's really important what you and I do because we're teaching the people that we work with. And I don't teach less is more because, um, you know, the reason I do it is because I think it's easier to get dressed in the morning. It's easier to manage your lifestyle when you work out of a curated capsule collection. And listen, if you have that many clothes, that's fine. In three months or in two months, we'll make a new capsule collection and we'll keep making, but you don't have to keep buying. That is the whole thing. You don't have to keep buying. And, you know, sometimes people, 
I, someone said this to me yesterday, and I've never heard this ever since I started this business. Someone said to me, you know, someone else said I should work with you, but she said, you know, you're too expensive. And I thought to myself, if anybody thinks I'm too expensive, that's okay. Then maybe they just, I'm not the stylist for them, right? Because it's not, you know how much money people save working with me? You might look at what I charge, but we're, you know, people like you and I, we're saving them money. We're educating them on on their clothing. We're teaching them things. So it's more than just the money you're spending. It's what you're getting out of it that is the real value. Would you agree with that? Yes, definitely. And I think um, I do not use the less is more. I use the shop less, shop better, you know. And I think something I will tell my clients is when you work with a personal stylist, you're going to learn a lot about your personal style, who you are, what kind of message you want to send with your clothes to the world. What about your body? What is the widest part of your body? Do you struggle finding some pants because you're petite or maybe some shirt because you have a long torso? Uh, what about your colors? And all this expertise, I mean, yes, you can probably find it online on Pinterest, but I think we have the expertise and the knowledge to teach that to our clients. And usually then we will build um, the wardrobe accordingly. But this is something they will keep forever, you know, uh, except if they are going through, you know, massive change with their body. But knowing that you are a peer or triangle body shape and that the widest part of your body are usually your hip, hips, um, then this is something you're going to keep in mind. So whenever you will go shopping, you will be, oh, yeah, that's true. It might not be the perfect fit to balance my hips and my shoulder or whatever. So you will make probably the best shopping decision because you've been working with people like you and I. Absolutely. Uh, yes, you can't, you just can't deny the benefits of working with an expert. And that's something that people cannot get through a box, a box subscription. No, no offense definitely. to anybody who wants to shop that way, but there's a reason why we're in business. Um, can you give three practical ways that someone can practice sustainability today, right now? Yes, and I am excited about this question, Eliza, because I know sustainable fashion can be overwhelming and sometimes mm -hmm. people will be, oh no, but sustainable fashion, it's expensive and I will have to buy those sustainable organic brands. Guess what? No, like I'm going to share with you the three easiest things you can implement, as you said, like tomorrow. So one of the main foundation of sustainable fashion is really wearing what you already have as much and as long as you can. So let's say if you already have a black t-shirt you love, wear it again and again and repeat, repeat. Maybe mix it with a jogger, maybe you mix it with a denim, give him, give this t-shirt like some new life, but you don't need to go and buy a new one. The same with the blazer. If this blazer makes you feel amazing and confident and powerful, why would you go to Nordstrom buy a new one? Just maximize what you already have. So this is my tip number one. Wear what you already have. Then, you know, shopping, you can be part of this sustainable fashion journey and still have 
um, the need to go shopping. And this is totally fine, you know. Um, if you are moving from LA to New York, you might need a coat or some sweaters, right? Um, or if you're pregnant or if you just got a new job in a corporate environment and you need some formal attires, shopping will be, you know, the solution. But try to keep in mind that shopping less is shopping better. So if you need some specific items of clothing, maybe start a list. Um, and this is what we do. And I mean, I'm not sure about how do you work, but I'm pretty sure this is what also you do. You do a shopping list after the closet edit of things that the client will need to make some pieces work together, right? Um, if this client has a beautiful blazer, but nothing to wear under, we will put the camisole or the tank top on the list. Um, if she doesn't have any black boots to wear with, her denims, this is something we'll put on the list. So whenever you go shopping, either way online or in store, try to shop with intention, shop what you need and when you need. And I think having a list, it's like a Christmas list. It's helpful. You know, you don't get lost in the process. You don't get overwhelmed with all the options out there. And the last recommendation, we, we just talked about uh, just talked about it but is knowing your style, knowing your body and knowing your colors is one of, one of the most sustainable approach to fashion and style. Um, if you are romantic and you love floral, don't go get by this animal print shirt just because it's on sale, because it's not matching your personality. It's not, not going to make you feel... The romantic woman, you are truly, truly her. Or, um, again, if black doesn't look good on you because it makes you look older, stay away from black. Maybe look for navy or dark gray. Um, and the same, of course, with the silhouette, you know. Uh, you won't dress the same if you are a petite um, rectangle or if you are a regular height um Hourglass. So yeah, know your, just to recap, yeah, my tip number one will be wear what you already have, try to shop less and shop better. And usually the shopping list is a good tool. And finally, know your style, know your body and know the color that flatters you. Those are excellent answers. And I am so happy you said wear things over and over again and wear them with joy because I completely agree with that. People are so like, not everybody is Kim Kardashian or whoever you want to be, right? Um, you don't wear different people like, I can't wear that. I, you know, I already posted that on Instagram. Wear it. It's yours. Do you think that people think you're wearing different things every single day? Do you think that people think that you have this unlimited closet and clothing? No, they do not think that. I know you want them to think that. That's fine. I'm not, you know, mad at you if that's what you want to um, portray on Instagram, but I actually like posting something of something that I wore already because I want people to see I'm really about that life. So that is a great um, suggestion. And also, if you buy quality and you buy what you love, buying quality does not mean you have to buy the most expensive thing. So let me be clear on that. But if you buy quality and you love it, you live in it. I live in my clothes. I dress 
like uh what's the word utilitarian like i i kind of dress in in a uniform almost and so i does that mean that i don't have style or i don't know of course i do but i know myself and i love to buy good quality things and wear them over and over i like to live in what i buy so that is an excellent point and i i i love what you said about having a shopping list you have to have a shopping list you've got to be prepared um it's like going grocery shopping the same thing happens you're like why did i come home with these chocolate chip cookies i never ate before why do i have three boxes of you know so it's the same thing you've got to be prepared so um those are great great tips for sustainability and also the know your body, know your body, know your colors, know yourself. This is celeb, you know, style is celebrates your personality. So know it, live it, own it. That's why you hire people like us. So I think that that is awesome. Thank you. And I will um, say also outfit repeating, you should be proud to be an outfit repeater. It's okay to repeat an outfit that makes you feel and look amazing and i think maybe it was kind of cliche a few years ago you know you wanted to make sure you you know whoever you were seeing you didn't want this person to see you with the same pants or same tops but i think nowadays it's over you know we've been we've we've seen kate middleton wearing those dresses on formal events again and again Last year, I loved what Angelina Jolie did with her kids. You know, they were wearing on this red carpet. I don't remember which one, but the daughters were wearing dresses she used to wear. She was wearing a few years ago. It's amazing. You know, there is nothing better than knowing that this outfit will make you feel super great and super confident. If you have an outfit every single day, but... As you said, you don't live in, you don't feel it, you're not comfortable, you won't be able to send the best version of yourself to the world. So yes to outfit repeating. And you won't. You know why? Because you won't appreciate your clothing. If you're going to keep changing and changing and changing and changing, you're not going to appreciate it. And, you know, men are the best examples of this because a man with a good wardrobe, you're going to see him repeat the same stuff all the time and he'll just change it. He'll wear a different sneaker, a, a different hat, a different accessory. Accessories go a long way. So, yes, I'm with you. I'm all for the outfit repetition. And it saves you uh, time in the morning, you know. In the morning, you know, you have those uniform those core outfits. So yeah, it saves you time. It saves you energy. There is nothing better than that. Um, it seems like Stella McCartney has been for years, right? Advocating ethical fashion practices. And so while vegan leather saves the lives of animals, doesn't it take longer for certain vegan leathers to disintegrate or biodegrade? And how do consumers work around this? So what I would say is that sustainable fashion is not about making the most perfect 100% choice because guess what? It doesn't even exist. It's really about mm -hmm. doing better and shopping with intention so we can really love what we have, use it um, again and again, and wear it as long as we can. Um, when it comes to clothing and shopping and styling, there is something you might want to consider is your own values, right? So maybe you want to support some um, brand that donate to causes aligned with your values. Or if you are um, 
if you have like a vegan lifestyle, maybe you want to purchase vegan fashion, but it's all about, you know, your own values and trying to do better instead of looking for perfection because it doesn't exist. And, you know, in the, in the past year, I've been approached by many brands to become brand ambassador and I declined almost all of them just because they were not aligned with my values, but also my personal style. And um, more recently, I got the opportunity to meet the founder of Paulino, which is a Mexican-owned and sustainable brand that uses cactus leather to create timeless bag and accessories. And every piece is handmade in a small family factory and produced in small batch to avoid fabric waste. So when I read the, the story, I was very interested and I was very into it because is cactus leather 100% sustainable? No, but the founder and the team behind are really trying to do a better way, a better work, create a better world and minimizing the impact on the environment. So yes, I said yes. And also the product are really aligned with what I do, um, think sustainable fashion and what I like because the products are just, I mean, they are so French and so elegant. So, so yes, again, it's not about, you know, making a perfect choice. It's about making a choice with intention for something that you're going to enjoy wearing. And this cactus leather bag, I know that I will be wearing multiple times with multiple outfits. So it's just too, it makes it pretty sustainable. That is so respectable, right? Because it's so funny you say that just this week, I noticed, I don't, listen, I don't spend that much time on Instagram, but it was just something that I noticed immediately. And I was like, what is happening now? Everyone who's like, I'm a stylist or I'm this and that. Now, all of a sudden you're talking about beauty products. I feel like once you hit a certain number, now you're talking about beauty. I'm like, but yesterday you were talking about clothes and for the last two years, but now we're talking about beauty products. Listen, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Or I'm the judge on the jury of Instagram. I'm not saying that, but I really respect, um, people being true to who they are to their brand, to what they represent, because I'm not going to go on to me too. I've had a few people. I'm like, I'm not, you know, if I really believe in a product, I'll talk about it because I want to, I'll say, listen, I bought this from this place and I love them. And this is why. And right. But, um, because I have the power to spend where I want to spend it. And I do like to spend my money in a place that I respect. There's one brand um, one of the biggest brands in the world. And I used to work for them. I was an ambassador for this brand. Um, I don't think I will ever buy a piece of anything from them again. In fact, I have a huge credit with them from before I started working for them that I still haven't used. I, I don't respect them as a brand. I just don't, even though they're one of the number one brands, I didn't like the way they treated the people who worked for them. It was horrible. And I don't want to support their brand and I won't, and I just won't be a hypocrite. So, um, I love that, you know, you have so much integrity and that's the, that's exactly the reason that someone should hire a stylist like you, because you have integrity, you know what you're talking about. You walk it like you talk it. You don't just say it and whatever.
So I, I respect that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate. <laughs> uh, is there a website or YouTube channel that people can visit to be better informed without having to feel like they need a degree in science to understand, um, you know, how to shop and be more sustainable friendly? Yeah. So, you know, the good news is you don't need a science degree to start your sustainable fashion journey. journey. <laughs> um, so there are definitely, there are a lot of resources about sustainable fashion and I know it can be overwhelming. So I will share with you um, three. The one I started, you know, looking at when I started my journey. So the first one is a website. It's called goodonyou.eco. And basically, the website rates the brands, um, pretty much all the brands, based on the social responsibilities um, and commitment when it comes to planet, people, and animals. So you will find there, yeah, so many, so many different options, and they also have a lot of articles, you know, about um, sustainable fashion brands for um, denim or for tops or for holidays, outfits. So it's definitely a great website if you want to learn more about a specific brand and how they are making their clothes. Check it out. It's called goodonyou.eco. The second resource, it's an Instagram account, but she also has a podcast and a website. Um, So you can follow her on Instagram at Conscious Style. She covers a bunch of topics related to sustainable fashion. Some of them are more specific than others. But if you go back to when she started um, last spring, it really goes um, into the roots of sustainable fashion. And she used to be a fast fashion addict. So she knows what it is. She, she, she was there. You know, she started from somewhere. Um, so she, and she's great. Like, yeah, she she I used heard of her. She is great. Oh, uh, you know you know her. Yeah, so she is good. Her name is Elizabeth Joy. So yeah, so whenever yes. I go on my walk in the morning, I will either listen to you, Eliza, your podcast, or a Conscious Style podcast. It's I try to alternate. You see, it's good. I think it's the best time to listen to podcast when you are out for a little walk in the morning. I'm so flattered. Thank you so much. Um, which brands are doing the best job, in your opinion, to educate consumers and that they're really practicing what they preach? Yeah, so that's a good question because looking for sustainable fashion brands can be, again, overwhelming, more particularly with all the you know, greenwashing that is happening right now. So um, I would say ABLE, and I think you will like ABLE, maybe for some of your clients, because it's a Nashville-based company that invest in, train, and educate women so they can earn a living, thrive, and break the cycle of poverty. So, you know, it's just pretty much, it's a similar mission statement that the one you, the non-for-profit you are uh, volunteer, volunteering with. Um, mm-hmm. They do, you know, clothing, um, accessories, jewelry, and they have a very good um, uh, collection um, the classic T-shirt company, it's a local um, LA-based company. So basically, they make um, organic cotton T-shirt. The quality is amazing. They have V-neck, crew neck. Uh, the color palette is amazing. So this is the only T-shirt I work, I wear. And um, in a bigger scale company, Patagonia is, of course, a great example. Um, and they are, those companies are good because when it comes to 
you know, sustainability and transparency regarding um, how they make clothes. You will find a lot of information, but also they usually have a blog with a lot of articles um, related directly or indirectly to sustainable fashion. So if you want to build your, you know, little expertise on sustainable fashion, you should definitely check those brands out. That is such valuable information. Thank you. That is exactly why I wanted you on because I wanted people to learn from you, really to learn that there's, there's more to this than just a throwaway word that says, this is sustainable fashion and this is a fad. No, it's not a fad. Like this is real. This is going on. This is our planet. We have to take care of it. You know, you can decide to be, to join, not to join whatever, that's up to you. We're not here to be the moral police, but we just want to educate you and um, and have you, as well as me, learn something new. I don't know everything. Uh, people like to think I do. You don't know this? You never heard of a shacket? No, I never heard of a shacket. I'm not wearing a shacket, but okay, um, fine. There's a shacket. Like, I don't know everything, but um, I'm here to learn and continue to learn just as you guys do. Um, Charlene, what is the main message that you would like to leave with my listeners today or potential clients for yourself that haven't met you yet? Um, I would say that we have, like, as a fashion consumers, we have so much power to make a positive impact on our planet by just being careful in what we buy and where we spend our money. So, to create this positive impact, simply try to buy less, buy better, and buy with intention. That is excellent. Thank you so much. Please let my listeners know where they can find you and all your fabulosity. Uh, so you can find all my fabulosity on mainly like on Instagram. So my Instagram account is um, sustainable.wardrobe.stylist. And if you are more interested in, you know, learning more about my services, you can always check out my website at www.charlinezeroal.com. And if you're interested in a complimentary consultation, just book it and I will be happy to meet you virtually. And you are based in LA. Do you travel for, do you travel to style people or are you basically based in LA? So I am based in LA. Um, I will only travel to Atlanta because as I said, I lived in Atlanta for seven years. So I still have quite a few clients in Atlanta, but I do offer virtual experiences that are pretty on point and amazing. So if you're based in New York or South Dakota, I will travel to you virtually. Charlene is as adorable as you think she is. And it is true. There is something about a French woman that is so appealing. And I think if I were to, I'm a stylist, but if I were to hire a stylist, I'd probably want someone as cool and chic and, you know, sophisticated, right. In an underrated way as you. Thank so you. that's a compliment. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm in California all the time. So I, I'm not going anytime soon, but when I go, I will let you know. I'd love to meet up with you and invite you for a cup of coffee. Or if you're ever in New York, let me know. This is my city and my town, and I'm happy to host you around and show you some great stores that maybe you don't even know about that. I, they're just like my favorite little gems that are not the public doesn't know that much about. So I will be happy. I will definitely be, let you know if I go back, I go back to, I used to live in New York for three years, but if I go back, I will definitely let you know for sure. 
Okay. Well, I'm right here in Manhattan. Happy to host you anytime. Thank you. Really. I thank you so much for coming on. You gave away such valuable information. And if you guys have any questions again, go to Charlene, um, on Instagram, please say that one more time where they can find you on Instagram and your website. So my Instagram is sustainable.wardrobe.stylist and my website is www.charlinezeroual.com. And I also want to say that it's really important as not only as women, but as people that we stick together, just because we do the same thing does not mean that we have to be against each other. I am against that. So I love to promote other stylists and I will always promote other stylists because there's enough money for everybody. There's enough clients for everybody. There's enough everything for everybody. And the more that we share and work together, the better we're just going to be as people. And I just really want to say that. And any questions you have for me, you can always find me on Wardrobe Boss um, and Wardrobe Boss Podcast on Instagram. I'm happy to help. Remember to subscribe, tell a friend, bring a friend, tell your mom, your sister, you can even bring your boss. You know, we're just here to um, help people enlighten people so we can walk in style together. And thank you. Thank you for joining the podcast today. Thank you. Wardrobe Boss is hosted and produced by Eliza Perilla. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Wardrobe Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Wardrobe Boss is a mean old line media production. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.